0: All right, are you Lowe's now? Yep, I'm ma'am. thank you. All right. Great. Um, So today we are um, hopping into the epistles. Um, Last week we um, got a chance, uh, the past two weeks actually, to look at the book of Acts. And now we are um, uh, looking at the epistles. So are there any questions from last week or any questions um, when you were doing your reading? about anything? No, we're good? Okay, we're good then. All right, let's um, go ahead and hop in here. Let me take attendance real quick, those who are here. Last week, I forgot to take attendance, Um, but I I kinda uh, think I had, I think I got everybody from last week uh, that was online. All right, okay. All right, cool. Um, So if you um, can, you can go to the Dropbox or to the website to download today's documents. Um, They are available on the site. Um, Let me drop the link into the um, chat just in case you just um, need the link to the documents. Uh, come here. Okay. All right, and this is for session seven. We are in session seven here, even though the PowerPoint may say co- uh, class five. We're actually in, you know, session seven, but um, it's the right documents. Okay. All right. Okay. So um, let's just hop in here. So. Um, like I said, last week we looked at the, the book of Acts and we looked at the, um, the, the beginning of the spread of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, and we um, looked at, you know, Peter, how he was, you know, the first one to kind of um, move to Samaria and, and to, to spread the gospel. Um, the church uh, started in Jerusalem and they were in Jerusalem for about uh, four, about three or four years. And then persecution pushed them out Um, the death, the death of of Stephen pushed them out. And um, that put them into, um, from the headquarters being in Jerusalem, it moved the the headquarters to Antioch. And from there, um, Peter, who was, you know, the main um, apostle at that time, began to do ministry work in Samaria, and we, we re-read we um, what we talked about in um, was it Acts 10, when he um, had an encounter with Cornelius, um, who was a God-fearer. And um, he um, had this vision of, of um, the clean and unclean. And so he had, he got the revelation from God that the Gentiles were um, a part of this fold because, um, When Peter went out to minister, if he was rejected um, by um, the Jews, he would just go find more Jews. He didn't go to the Gentiles. And so God had to reveal to Peter in a vision that um, you must include the Gentiles into the fold. Um, And so now we are shifting gears here and our focus is now on Paul. Um, now we're um, looking at Paul's journey his missionary journey and um, everything that entails with that and so we are starting with his early um, his early letters here okay so uh, when you when you look at the epistles the, the epistles or Pauline letters are the most important books um, in scripture for the church, because it gives us our, uh, it it explains the the new covenant for the church, and it gives us our foundation um, for learning. Um, So the epistles had and it still does today, have a great impact um, on the church, and because there are a lot of theological topics that are mentioned um, in these books here. Um, So, also, um, the Pauline epistles are so critical um, because of the amount of content that is in the book. Um uh and also um the fact that when they were canonizing um the the Bible, that they used the the epistles um to as a standard for the other books. So if any of the other books kind of contradict what Paul was writing, and then uh, they were most likely rejected. And the reason why you may think like, well, Paul, you know, he wasn't part of the original 12, so why did they give Paul so much weight? And it's because in 2 Peter chapter um, 3, um, Peter said, uh, he was talking about Paul, and he said, just as our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given unto him, wrote to you in, um, in all his letters. And so Peter gave uh, positive um, commendations to Paul. Um, and to for an original 12 to do that for Paul, uh, really gave Paul a lot of uh, credit and a lot of uh, credibility when it came to his letters, okay? So because the, uh, um, the testimony of the apostles, um, it made it uh, natural for the Pauline epistles to be automatically canonized. They weren't really in question um, because of it. Um, and so um, when we are looking at the epistles, um, like I mentioned last week, your, the book of Acts has to be uh, your foundation point, has to be your starting point in order to understand how the church was formed and the issues that arise that caused Paul to write, um, to write the, the, the churches, to have um, the reason why we have the letters today. Okay. So when we're looking at the um, epistles, um, they are, let me try to see here. Let me try to go in here real quick, They are broken down um, into two categories. So you got the Pauline epistles um, and then uh, there are 13 Pauline letters. And in the Pauline letters is broken down even more to four categories. You got the early books, the major books, the prison epistles and the pastoral epistles. So um, three early, three major, four prison, and three pastoral. And so when you're when you're trying to get a handle of the Bible, you want to um, be able to break it down in small chunks. Um, so it's easy to remember and easy to retain. So when we're looking at the early books, we're looking at Galatians and first and second Thessalonians, the major books are uh, Ephesians, uh, Philippians, you got uh, Philemon, and I always forget the third, oh, and Roman. No, 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 let me, let me start over, sorry. That's uh, the prison books. The major books is first and second Corinthians and Romans. The prison books are uh, Ephesians, Philippians, uh, Philemon, Philemon, and, the third, the fourth one just escaped me. I have, what is it? Colossians. Colossians. I always forget about Colossians, and uh, that's the that's the four prison, and the pastoral is First Timothy. Uh, Titus and 2 Timothy. So um it's when you break it down in in that way. I did I did a bad example. I forgot Colossians. But uh when you break it down in that <laughs> way, <laughs> only miss one. So <laughs> when you break it down in that way it's easy to remember. Do it his, one more
1: time. Said,
0: what Babylonia comes in that.
1: I was going to say do it one more time from the beginning. Early <laughs> books, major books present and past story. Bro-
0: Early books is Galatians and First and Second Thessalonians. That's true. Okay. The okay. major books is First and Second uh, Corinthians and Romans. The prison books is Ephesians, Colossians, uh, Philippians, and uh, Philemon. The pastoral books is First Timothy, Titus, and Second Timothy. Okay. <laughs> Got it that time. <laughs> so that's that's how you can you know remember the Pauline letters. Okay. Three, three, four, three. And so the, the second category of epistles are general epistles or universal or the other, another word for universal that you'll see in your book is Catholic. Um, Was Catholic just means universal. Okay. Um, And so uh, you got the, you got Hebrews, you got Jude, you got James, you got first, second, and third um, John, and you have, well, I always miss one. <laughs> Jude, let's see, Hebrews, Jude, James, first, second, third um, John, and uh, oh, shoot, I'm missing one. It and I Peter, can- is it? Say that again.
2: It ain't Peter, is it?
0: First and second Peter. Thank you. <laughs> first and second peter <laughs> so that's eight there's eight general books and then there's 13 pauline books so uh this is easy way to to break it down and to remember the books of the bible <laughs> I, I crashed under pressure because I, I was quoting these all, all night i was quoting these all night yesterday night like i got it And then, you know, I crash, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, so that's a, um, kind of an easy way to break down the books of the Bible. Okay. So, um, and so we are, we broke the past few weeks. We broke the down into four, um, sections. Um, do we remember, um, how the covenant is broken down? Can someone tell me? Isn't that the new
3: testament instituted?
0: Yeah, they're... okay. New yeah. covenant, instituted and that's for what?
3: Yes, yeah, instituted
0: the gospel for the gospels. Yes. What's the next for that?
3: New covenant proclaim, which is okay. Acts. Acts,
0: and then next,
3: new covenant explain, which is the epistles, uh huh, and, and last, new covenant fulfill, which is Revelation. All right. All right. right.
0: I got a
1: feeling, I got a feeling that on that little quiz, I may have hit some wrong buttons on that part. Cause I'm like, we talked about that a lot. And I may have hit the wrong button on one of them parts
0: right there. (laughs) And then I mixed up the order on them. So, (laughs) and so, yeah, yeah. I I revisited that test yesterday and uh, you guys want to take it again. You can and you're able to see now what you, what you got wrong. So I did because I, I thought you could, but I, I guess I didn't hit the um, option too. So uh, you Blade should be. At- I thought we was gonna go over the answers and grade and send it to me because people are still taking the test. They were still messaging me about taking the test. So yeah,
3: sorry. Deadline that. Ah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're going to show them a little grace because people are still turning in their assignments from the synoptic gospel. So I'm giving them a little grace for this first, for this, uh, for 2021, but the next Thank class you. is going to be a, they're gonna have a little sorry message when they try to take the test. <laughs> so I'm giving people a little grace on that one. Um, okay. So,
1: so okay. new covenant instituted, new covenant the new Covenant instituted is the Gospels. New Covenant proclaimed is Acts. Mm-hmm. And then New Covenant explained is the Epistles. Mm-hmm. And then I always forget the fourth one. Which is New Covenant instituted. No. Uh-uh. uh Revealed. No. Oh, what is it, Elder Tammy? Fulfilled.
3: <laughs> I said it. Fulfilled. Oh, re-
1: fulfilled. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. And that's Revelation, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so just keep practicing it, just like y'all remember seventy A.D. <laughs> practicing it, it'll, it'll stick eventually. So, <laughs> all right. So let's um, let's hop into the book real quick. Let's go to page I believe it's one sixty four in your book when um, talks about the perspectives of the epistles. And also for this class, we want to make sure you have your Bible because we're going to be reading a lot um, out of, out of um, the book of Acts today, okay. Um, let's go here. And once you're under the pr- perspectives of the Epistles, go to the section that talks about the study of the epistles. Okay, um, See, in this study, our approach will be to look first at the 13 epistles written by the apostle Paul, and then to survey the eight general letters written by several other authors. Our approach to the letters of Paul will be chronological, studying them as they appeared in history, and also dividing them into four groups. The eight general epistles will also uh, be studied in chronological order. So what the, what um, does the author mean uh, when he says chronological order?
2: Is that the time frame?
0: Yeah, the time frame. What else? The, the time frame. It happened. How it Say happened. Say it again. I'm sorry. In the order it happened. Yeah, in order, uh, happened. That the order that the letters were written. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. OK, so that's that's the way, because uh, when you look in your Bible, um, they're not listed in the way that they are written. Right. They are listed in uh, canonical order and they are listed uh, based on the amount of content in each book. So when you look at your the listing in your book after Acts is Romans. And then first and second Corinthians, it goes like that. Whereas um, when you're looking at it in a chronological <laughs> way that they were um, written, uh, Galatians is first, and then first and second Thessalonians. So, um, yeah. so that's definitely something to really keep in mind when we're um, looking at these books, that we're looking at it in a, in a time frame, like Eva said in a time frame, so in a timeline. And uh, we're, looking, we're looking at um, as the events evolved, okay? So as we are going back and forth in the book and, the, and in the mm-hmm. Bible, we're going to see how everything kind of comes together, okay? All right, see here. And so the benefit for studying um, chronological helps us, you know, with, with content, timeline, and structure. So we're able to paint a picture and to see um, how Paul moved and see, um, how his theology evolved and, um, see, you know, how he dealt with the churches back and forth and things, things of that sort. Okay. So let's see here. And so these 21 letters, let's go to, let me see here, go back, um, to the section that says the need for the epistles still under the perspective of the epistles, but the first section that says the need for epistles. Oh, um, on I don't have the correct page number. 163. Say I that
2: 163. again. 163. I got
0: 163 in the book, in my okay. book. Three, okay. That yeah. Because I have the electronics, so my pages are a little, a little off here. I don't too, and that's why I was like, let me go grab this book. Okay, 152 electronically. Uh, Well, on my end. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, let's go to, okay, let's go to the first paragraph there. It says, as the church grew beyond the confines of Jerusalem and began to spread across the world, it became absolutely necessary for the truth that guided the church to be written down in permanent form letters of instruction were written to churches and to individuals um and so uh see these 21 letters which have been preserved in our new testament were written almost exclusively by apostles um, they grounded the church in its faith and guaranteeing an authoritative consistent body of truth for the church to live by and so this this um, right here lets us to know that the, the, the apostles teaching and the, um, the words from the prophets is our foundation when it comes to the church. And that takes us back to Ephesians 2 and 19, um, that the church, that the, uh, God's household uh, was built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets as Jesus Christ being the chief um, cornerstone. Okay. So when you look at it, that's the entire Bible. You got the old Testament, which is uh, written by majority of prophets. You got the new Testament was written a majority by apostles. And then you have the gospels, which was, uh, which was about Jesus Christ. And so he kind of holds everything together. And that's your entire Bible right there. Prophets, uh, apostles and jesus kind of laid down the uh, foundation uh for for scripture um let me do something real quick because i know that the praise team has to leave and so I'm, i want to take attendance because i saw Paige on um, leave out so let me make sure i mark her um uh because that's what i missed last week I, I didn't mark it in the beginning so I think okay, Lindsay. I see Lindsay here. Um, okay, all right, cool. I got got everybody uh, that kind of walked in. The praise team that kind of uh, had to leave because they had rehearsal. All right, cool beans. They got everybody. All right, let me save that before. I, okay, all right. So go back to my notes. So, um, as we continue to, um, uh, you know, follow the timeline, um, we understand that the, uh, as the, as the church was emerging, um, we got, the scriptures were, um, presently being written. And so, um, and so now we have to understand the whole situation, the whole scenario that was, that was going on. And so um, we have to understand that the epistles were written for the instructions of the church. And so um, because, because of that, so say if you're, if you're looking up a topic on prayer and you pull something from the book of Job, and then you pull something from the book of Matthew, and you pull something from the uh, book of Corinthians, what, what book should have the most weight for the church? It would be the book of Corinthians it should have the most weight when it comes to prayer because of the amount of revelation that is that has uh, been revealed already in the book of Corinthians versus Job and, and Matthew. Um, you have to understand that when God gave that information concerning prayer, it was under a different dispensation and he was talking to a whole different audience and a lot of revelation was still um, being revealed uh, by God. And so the reason why we hold weight to the epistles, um, because uh while Jesus was was on earth, um, he he was the teacher only to the lost sheep of Israel. Um, and so now we are um people they they think like, okay, well, because Paul wrote it, eh, but I'm gonna listen to what Jesus said. And that's kind of that's kind of the wrong um mindset that we want to have because actually. Jesus is speaking. Jesus is still working from his place on the throne, from the ascended place, and he's working through the apostles. He's given inspiration to the apostles. So Jesus is still active in the book of the um, in the epistles. Okay, he's still ruling. He is still the head of the church, and he is orchestrating everything. So he has something different to say as Jesus being the ascended Jesus on the throne versus what he said um, to the Jews as being the earthly Jesus. I hope that makes sense. And so, uh, so we have to hold weight to what Jesus is saying now to the church versus what Jesus said to the Jews, okay? And so, um, and so um, because we have to understand progressive revelation, okay? God's revelation is um, progressive he's uh, like I said he's always saying something different for the recipients in, the, in a different dispensation and so um, we have to make sure that we give the proper weight to the epistles okay so any questions about that what I just said <clears throat> I, yeah. nothing I'm good <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, So, uh, and so every section uh, of the Bible that we've been talking about has a particular genre. And so, um, so we just got done looking at the history books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Acts. They give us a record or an account of particular events that went on, and so, like I've been emphasizing, um, there are different rules for different genres, and so history is not necessarily to instruct us, but to give us a record. And you see here, the New Testament is uh, predominantly filled with uh, with the epistles, um, in which we're, we're in which where we get our instructions, but we have to still be careful about how we're lifting things because we still have to consider the original audience and the the historical readers and things of that sort and that um, Paul was uh, a lot of times he was addressing certain issues and so we have to understand the historical background of that issue and then pull and then lift from Um, how it applies to us today, if it does. Okay. And of course we got prophecy here um, in which um, there are various ways to, to interpret prophecy. There are three branches. And, and, and when you look at prophecy, there are three ways to interpret prophecy. And so um, when we get to the book of revelation, we'll talk about those three ways to interpret um, prophecy in the Bible. Okay. Can you make those slides bigger? Or is that me? It might be you. <laughs> I oh. got it all. I got it all. Cool. Yeah, that's probably me. Dang. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's just go ahead <laughs> and um, hop into. Yep, I went out of order. But anyways, okay. So let's just hop into the lesson here. So um, today we're gonna learn more about the authorship and date of each book of Paul's early and major epistles. Um, More than likely, we'll just get through the early. We won't touch the major. Um, We'll we'll do that next week. Um, Become more familiar with the purpose and basic outline of Paul's early and major epistles and learn more about the summary of Paul's early and major epistles, okay? um I think uh yeah because I kind of went out of order so I read that I read that right there as the church um grew beyond the confines of Jerusalem yeah did I read that began to spread oh, okay <laughs> it became necessary for the truth um uh, guided the church to be written down okay uh in permanent in permanent form and so because Paul couldn't be you know at every church and so, in order to communicate, in order to you know keep up with them, he one wrote letters uh, to to churches, and two he sent people out to to check up on them to make sure that everything is coping steady, everything is good. And so, um, so it was important for um, for Paul to write down his instructions for um, the churches uh, so that it can be spread amongst them and. Um, They have a a written account of a certain doctrine or how to deal with a certain issue, okay? All right, let's go. In the book, let's go to Advantage of the Epistles. Um, These letters are commonly uh, called all epistles, um, which uh, simply less a common name for letter. So, epistle is a form of communication and has certain advantages. Okay, kind of talked about that of them having a record of what um, Paul was saying. <clears throat> um, so, when you look at an epistle, uh, Paul's epistle, he usually follows kind of the same outline. He has the greeting. He has a doctrinal section. He has a practical application section. Then he has a summary and the closing remarks, okay? Usually his epistles kind of Kind of follow that uh, this outline. Um, First Corinthians is a little different. Some of the epistles may be a little different because of the fact that he's addressing some issues and things of that sort. And so, but but in general, his letters kind of fall in this way here. Okay. Uh, when it comes to the the general epistles, um, it doesn't really follow this, this outline here because it's not really right. It's not really written to a particular group, um, and so it, that's why it's called general or universal because it's not really addressed to to anybody in particular, okay? Um, Let's go. And also um, when we're studying the epistles, um, there are some hints that there are more than 13 letters that Paul wrote. It hits in scripture that there might be a few more um, letters that exist out there. When you go to 1 Corinthians 5 and 9, He says, you know, the letter that I written prior to you about sexual immorality. And so it makes you stop like, okay, well, a letter that I read to you, but this is First Corinthians. So there's a previous letter that exists or, And so that makes you question like, okay, First Corinthians might not be First Corinthians, uh, but they don't have a record. They don't have the the letter. And so 1.5, huh? This
1: is 1 Corinthians 1, no, 1.5 Corinthians. <laughs> <laughs> right, 1. 5.
0: Uh, chapter five, verse nine. <laughs> yeah, and so um, that's a hint right there that there, there might've been other letters written to the Corinthian church, which I'm not surprised because Corinthia was a hot mess. And so you have uh, even uh, Paul's disciples who, uh, was it Paul or John's disciples writing to, um, writing to the, Cor- no, it was Paul's, it was Paul's disciples writing to uh, this church after Paul left the scene. So, um, but they're not canonized, but there's letters written to the Corinthian church. And another hint in scripture that it might be another letter out there is in Colossians chapter four, verse 16. And it says, and when this letter has been read among you, have it also read in the church of Laodiceans, of the Laodiceans, and see um, that you also read the letter from Laodicea. So there's a letter to Laodicea church. So that's a question that's out there. And many scholars believe uh, he might be talking about uh, the letter To Ephesians, because remember that in the original uh, writing of the letter of Ephesians, it doesn't address um, to the church at Ephesus. They added that later. (laughs) And so they're thinking that it might be that letter that Paul is talking about because Ephesus and Laodicea is not too far from each other on the map. And so they're talking about that, that. So that's an option that Paul may be addressed in the letter. Um, the Ephesian letter, or there might be another letter out there written, you know, to the Laodicea church. So that's an option too. So that just kind of little clues in scripture that kind of tells us that might be more than 13 letters out there. Okay. All right. Any questions about that? I'm going to hop into the first one. We're good. All right. So what we are going to do is you grab your Bible. Turn with me <laughs> to the, uh, to chapter Acts Acts chapter 13. We're going to go there. We're going to start at this point here. We're going to kind of, uh, right. Get your paper. Praise the Lord. Pastor Sonny, praise him. Get your paper Bible. Amen. Right. Your bound. Paper Bible. Muscle memory. Muscle memory. <laughs> get your leather bound Bible.
1: That your what mama name, gave you. what's
0: your name on it. <laughs> what's, your name, what's your name engraved that your mama gave you before you left the house? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, grab your Bible and go to Acts thirteen. Okay. All right. So um, before we get there, though, um, so we left off last week about looking at Peter. Um, And how he witnessed to the uh, witness to Cornelius and the other Jews that were present and things of that sort. And now, uh, you know, Peter was in jail and he was released and things of that sort. And so now we are um, shifting things over to looking at Paul. Okay, so um, now let's go to uh, verse one. Um, Now there were um, in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers. Barnabas, um, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, um, Banean, a lifelong friend of Herod, the Tektar, and Saul. So while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart from from me Barnabas and Saul um, for the work in which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid hands on them and sent them off. Okay, so here we're getting the start of uh, Paul's mission. Um, missionary journey with Barnabas okay so let's look at this map here let's follow um, I hope you guys can see I might have to get out and zoom in a little bit but um, see so right now they are in Antioch of Syria and so when you mention Antioch you want to say Antioch of Syria because there's another Antioch over here Antioch in Pisidia Okay, so you don't want to get those confused. So Paul is starting here on his missionary journey. And so he's leaving outbound and um, he's going to in verse four. He's going to Cyprus first with Paul. I mean, with uh, Barnabas. And so Paul is here and they're preaching um, throughout the land of Cyprus. But it seemed like they probably didn't have any luck because. He didn't really establish anything. He preached all throughout the land, but nothing, no church was established at that time. And um, and so uh, from there, um, as you follow, follow the story, he's about to leave here and go to Antioch and Pisidia. But before he left there, oh, when he, when he left, sorry, to go to Antioch, it was Paul, Barnabas and John Mark, okay? So Mark was with them. So this is when after they went through Cyprus and they was about to go to Pisidia, John Mark decided to go back to Jerusalem. OK, so this is when John Mark left them the first time. <laughs> and so from there, from here, they went to Antioch and Pisidia. And of course, it's the Galatian land over here. OK, so that's kind of where we are now. So when you go to. Let's see here. When you look at uh, chapters thirteen and fourteen, these are accounts of the churches in Galatia. So it's not just one church that Paul founded in Galatia. He went to several cities here in Galatia, uh, Galatia, and um, established churches. Okay. you got um, Derby, Iconium, Ly- Lystria, and Antioch of Pisidia. Okay, these are the four places that he established churches on his first run. Okay, and so uh, while he was um, here um, in Antioch, let's let's go to let's see what part that I wanted to read here. Yep, let's go to verse. Um, four of chapter 13 and it says so being sent out by the holy spirit they went <laughs> to uh, Seleucia um, and there they um, sailed to Cyprus um, when they arrived there they proclaimed the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews and so you will see when when Paul is going on his journeys he always goes to the synagogue of the Jews first before he goes anywhere else okay and so as he was there um, in the synagogue, they asked. They said, "You know, Paul, you have anything um, to say or whatever." And so that was Paul's chance to uh, to preach. Um, when you go down to verse verse 13 here, when he got into Pisidia and he went in the synagogue, um, verse 14, he sat down in a in synagogue and they were reading from the uh, laws and the prophets and things of that sort. And then they asked him, do you have anything to say? And that's when Paul began to preach. He's in preaching mode here. He begins to start from the beginning of Israel's you know uh, uh, existence and he works his way down. Okay. And began to work in um, the, the fact that Jesus Christ is our our savior, is the Messiah and things of that sort. And so when you skip all the way down, because he, you know, he's a little lengthy. um, And so when you jump down to uh, about verse 42. um, As they went out, the people begged these things might be told of them the next Sabbath. So they wanted Paul to come back the next week. And after the meeting of the synagogue broke up, many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who, as they spoke with them, urged them to continue in the grace of God. So then next week, the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered um, to hear the word of the Lord. But when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and began to come um, contradict. What was spoken by Paul uh, reviling him. And Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly saying, it was necessary that the word of God be spoken first to you since you thrust it aside and judge yourselves unworthy of the eternal life. Behold, we are turning to the Gentiles. Okay. For uh, so the Lord has commanded us saying, I have made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord. As many of them were appointed eternal life, um, many sorry as many as were appointed to eternal life believed. And so here you see him. He went to the Jews first. Some of them rejected rejected him, and because they rejected him, he turned to the Uh, to the gentiles okay and so that's kind of his pattern when he goes to the city he finds jews first when they reject him um and then he'll go to the gentiles okay and so now um when you go through 14 it's kind of the same thing he's um, going to the cities he's um uh dealing with iconium he's dealing with lystria and even um he got stoned in lystria but after, after um, he got up, dusted himself off. Um, and in verse 23 of chapter 14, and when they had appointed elders for them in every church with prayer and fasting, they committed to the Lord in whom they believed. And so in the four cities that he went to, derby Iconium, Lystria, and Antioch, he established churches there and there he placed elders there, okay? So elders ran the church, okay? And so that's kind of that's kind of his first mission, and then he returns back to Antioch of, of Syria. Okay, so what led to um, uh, what led to Paul writing to the Galatia church? And so let's go here. Okay, I talked about Paul was given an opportunity to preach. It was declaration to the Gentiles. We talked, we hit that. And so what happened? What in the world happened? And so. Um, The need for this letter, that's when we look at the purpose and basic outline, the need for this letter is clearly stated in the first chapter of the book. Judaizers have infiltrated the Galatian church. Someone tell me who the Judaizers were.
4: The Judaizers were the ones who believed that you had to... um Uh, It wasn't enough to have faith in in Jesus. You had to also be circumcised to take on the Judean traditions to be saved.
0: Right. And so this this faith. um, Yes, you're 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 absolutely correct. We hit it on on the head. Um, So they believe that you had to uh, come in through Moses in order to uh, be a part of this new faith. And they got that from from Exodus because that's that's just their their tradition. If any outsider wants to be a part of the uh, of Judaism, they had to become proselytes or become circumcised. And so they thought that that was uh, what was going on. And so they see all these Gentiles believing in this God. They're like, no, you you need to be circumcised. And so that issue was was jumping up, jumping off. Uh, in Galatia at this time. So they, let's go back to the slide. They were in the process of perverting the gospel of Christ and they were attacking the authority and the credibility of the apostle Paul. And that's the second reason why he wrote the the letter. So in response to the situation, Galatian was written. Okay, so you see um, why we had to read Acts first to kind of see how the church um, started and the, the dynamics of the church. And now we're hearing that Judaizers came in and said, y'all ain't really saved. And, and if y'all wanna believe in Jesus the Christ, you have to be circumcised and all this stuff. So faith alone was not enough, okay? So let's go here to say the basic outline, let's see here. And so, um, and so Paul, he says in his letter, uh, this is where Paul was, was talking about, I am amazed um, that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel. And so the different gospel is that in order to believe in Jesus Christ, you have to first have faith and then be circumcised. <laughs> and so that's a different gospel, uh, which is not just an, another account, but there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the uh, gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. And uh, as we have said before, and now I say it again, if anyone is preaching to you another gospel contrary to what you've received, he is to be accursed. And so Paul has to really hit hit it and, and tell them like, look, if anybody comes to you talking crazy um, against what we've already said, uh, he is to be a curse. You need to just ignore them. Um, you don't need to follow in what they're saying. Okay. And so, um, and so here, when it comes to the credibility of Paul, um, he taught, he says that, uh, for, I have, um, for I will have you know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel which was preached by me is not of human intervention. For I neither received it from man, nor I was taught by it, but I received it through the through a revelation of Jesus Christ. So here he's saying, you know, uh, what I got, I didn't get from any man. Jesus told me this, and so um, and so he had to really defend who he was to to the Galatian church because they begin to doubt. They think like, okay, here's another, um, another one of these guys coming out here, um, taking our money, preaching these crazy messages or whatnot. And so Paul had to really, uh, really uh, confirm and really, uh, you know, tell them that this is legit. This is this is um, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay, so when you let's see here, looking at the special considerations um, in your in your book, you want to look at the, the Galatian, um, people, let me go back here to my Um, uh, make sure I got everything. So, um, and so when you're reading in your book, you'll read something of the, under the recipients of the Galatian letters, you'll read about the Northern and Southern Galatia theory. So they believe, so, um, and so you definitely want to read the theories Um, Some some scholars hold um, to uh, the northern that um, Paul had gone on on his first missionary journey, attended the Jerusalem Council, and then went on his second journey and then wrote Galatians. So that's one one, uh, view. The second view is that Paul would have gone on his first missionary journey to the province of Galatia, returned and written Galatians then attended the Jerusalem council. So if this view is correct, it would make Galatians the earliest of Paul's writings. And so when you're looking at secondary resources, some may put the the letters of Thessalonians first before Galatians because they believe that Galatia was written later. But um, the, the popular view is the Southern view that Galatians was written early. OK, so that's what when, when you see Galatia, first and second Thessalonians, in which in our book um, holds to the southern view. OK. And so he goes into details about that. You can read that um, when you get a chance, if you haven't um, read it. OK. And then the summary of um, of the letter. So this is how it's kind of broke, broken down. He Of course, he, he gives his greetings. He gives a defense about his apostolic authority. Um, He talks a lot about justification. Okay. So this is where he's talking um, about the three modes of salvation, justification, sanctification. And he talks a little bit about glorification, but not a lot. Um, But um, basically it's about justification, just um, being justified by faith. Okay. And then he talks about the life of, of the believer's liberty um, and then the closing remarks. okay So this is kind of what the letter of Galatians was mainly about. It was uh, uh, doing a lot about justification, the fact that you don't have to be um, circumcised uh, to to believe. but remember that this happened before the ruling of the Jerusalem of the Jerusalem Council. so um, and so they haven't gotten word yet. the word hasn't traveled yet. And so now, uh, when Paul was writing the letter to, 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 uh, from Syria, he just got the papers. And so now uh, we're looking at his second missionary journey. He's uh, coming through, coming back over to Galatia and on his way to Thessalonica. OK, so any questions before I hit Thessalonica or comments? All right, we're
1: good. So okay. I'm going to be coming back to this video because you're moving today. My God, you act like the mother of the day. And we're moving on.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I told myself to slow down, too. No, it's
1: okay. Go for it. That's why they're being recorded. You're recording, right?
0: <laughs> yes, I am. Amen. I am recording, and it's like ten twenty three, and I still need to hit, uh, still hitting to hit Thessalonians. So, uh, yes, I love the book of Thessalonians too. I was reading it yesterday night, and it's a really good book. Um, and so now let's go back to the map. So after Paul's missionary journey here, let me go to my, um, we follow the blue line. He went to Galatia, and then he's coming back. He's coming back here, follow the orange line, going back into, into Antioch. Okay. So now he's about to hit his another, his other journey. He's in Antioch. Go to the, to your Bible, go to chapter, let me see here. Chapter 16. Okay. Cause in 15, it's the Jerusalem council. So he's dealing with um, the issue in Jerusalem Council. They heard that Paul was out there uh, telling the Gentiles that they could be saved without going through without going through Moses, and it got back to the Jerusalem Council. Okay, so that's why they, you know, they had to call in Paul and Barnabas, you know, to see what's going on, and Paul had to, you know, defend the case or whatnot for for them. He said, you know, God told me that that's not necessary, and so. Uh, because of the ruling, uh, Paul got his papers, okay? Him and Barnabas left with papers. So when they go into these cities, they can show the ruling from the Jerusalem council saying, hey, they don't have to be, um, be circumcised in order to believe in Jesus Christ, okay? So just think about it. The ruling just happened. Um, they're getting hit in Galatia about them not really being saved. So he had to write to them before, you know, before, um, before all this, you know, a- after all this went on. And so now we're the purple right here, we're following the purple line. And now, um, he's going here. Let's go to chapter 16. Um, this is where now he picks up Timothy, Timothy, uh, see Paul also, verse one, Paul also came to Derby and Lystria. He comes back here in this area, Um, A disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was Greek. He was well-spoken by his brothers. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and circumcised him. So you may think, like, now wait, they just had the ruling of the Jerusalem Council. Why is he making Timothy... Uh, be, be circumcised and he says that here he said he uh, took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places for they all knew that his father was a Greek so in order to just maintain peace he he told he told uh Timothy to go ahead and 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 be circumcised okay and so that's that's something to really think about because this just happened and so the areas that they're about to cope, they're about to go over here in Macedonia and um, these areas over here, they haven't heard that yet. So if they find out that this this person with Paul, you got this uncircumcised Gentile and all this stuff, they're not going to receive from him. So he said, you know what? Just, just go ahead and do it, Timothy. I'll be sorry. But uh, <laughs> mad, mad, <laughs>
1: upset. I would
0: have been like, John
1: Mark, I'm out.
0: Right, John Mark? he did, so... <laughs> oh, that reminds me, yeah. So when they when they got their papers before they left, um before um, Paul went, this is where um, Paul and Barnabas split up, okay? Because after they got their papers, the Jerusalem Council um sent Judas and um, oh shoot, Silas, Judas and Silas. Um, and so um Silas went with Paul, Judas went with Barnabas, okay. Um, how did they know he was uncircumcised? Because his father was a Greek. So his father was a gentile. So they know that he was uncircumcised. <laughs> yeah, he ain't they ain't look at his junk and stuff. You know, no, his father, his father was Greek. So that, you know. Prove it, it! Prove it. Right. Hey, so I'm recording. Let me let me be good. Okay, so um, and so yeah, and so Paul went off because they had that big fight because Barnabas wanted to take um, John Mark, right? But Paul was like, no, like he left us in Cyprus and went back to Jerusalem, like he good. And so, um, and so that was a big, a big fight or whatever. And so because of that, they separated. And you had to think like Paul and Barnabas, they were tight. Paul, Barnabas, he, he uh, went to, uh, what was it? Arabia, where, where Paul was studying told Paul to come to Antioch and, and Paul was an elder there at Antioch. So they rode tight for a while. And then this big dispute caused them to separate. But then we come to find out later, once you, you know, start reading later, later in uh, Paul's letters that he, he began to call for John Mark. So he found him to be useful, okay? So this should let us know that we shouldn't be so quick to throw people away. because they might not be ready or some, you know, um, they might not be mature enough to handle a mission or, you know, whatever. We shouldn't be so quick to throw them away, but we should take that time to raise them up. Okay. That's my, that's my sermon mode right there. So, um, (laughs) so let's go back here. They're going through, um, they're, they're coming here. They picked up Timothy and so Paul had a vision um, the Holy Spirit told him not to go in the Asia Minor. And so he. that's why you see the purple kind of going on the outside skirts. <laughs> and then they come here to Troas. And Troas is where they picked up Luke. OK, so now Luke is um, coming with Paul and Silas. Paul, Silas and Luke and Timothy are on this mission here. And so this is when we we're talking about last week, the we section. So now you see the letter from, you know, from one through 15, this, this acts is written in the third person. But now since, since Luke is on the scene, you will see him now say, we went here. We did this because now Luke is with Paul. Okay. So now they're coming to Philippi. Um, They come to Philippi and in Philippi, there was no synagogue. So that's why he went down to the river. OK, he went down to the river and he met with Lydia and um, a group of women that were at the river. And that's where the, the, the Philippian church started with uh, a group of women. <laughs> Lydia, who was the leader of the church, she was rich. <laughs> she was very wealthy. And here he established the Philippian church. OK, here. And so now we're coming to Thessalonica. OK, he. he um, he was dealing with the the girl who was filled with the, the demon. Um, he casted the demon out of, of the girl, and then because he did that, he that was put to put in jail. Paul and size was in jail, and so when Paul and size was in jail, they had their encounter with the, the Philippian jailer, and then they then they you know were able to get out, but they were able to witness to the Philippian jailer, and uh, he became he um became saved, and so now. We're looking at Thessalonica, okay. So you kind of see the story. If you want to go back in um, sixteen and kind of read the read the rest of it, um, how everything is connected. Um, so now we're at uh, Thessalonica, uh, uh, yeah, the city of Thessalonica, okay. Now, when the
2: Holy Spirit told him not to go, mm-hmm. um, uh, isn't that a result of him being in prison because he did, he, he did not obey the Holy Spirit? Or went, or is that the same place? Because the Holy Spirit told him not to. Was it Asian He told him not to go somewhere? But he went on
0: anyway. Am I right or wrong? No, he didn't. He didn't go. He he stopped here at Troas, okay. but he
2: didn't, didn't do no witnessing. Okay. okay. Yeah, but then that's I why. Thought, he- I, yeah, I thought that um he was told not to do something, but he did it anyway and ended up in jail or something. Maybe I read something wrong. Um, the the later
0: and later because he was in jail twice okay yeah so that comes comes later we'll look and see what happened when he was in jail the second time but that's Um, that's
1: that's weird that she say that because for some reason i have heard that that
0: because he cast that devil out that girl that's why they ended up in jail i don't know reason yes they cast the the devil out out the girl and the um because she was a slave so the slave owner heard about it right and they got in trouble Cause I think I'm with mother. I
1: think I might eat. I might be mixing up stories. So yeah. they got in trouble. But was that the point where the Holy Spirit told him not to do that?
0: I might be mixing up stories like mother
1: is. You get okay. what I
0: saying? Yeah. Make sure you go. You guys go back and read chapter 16 and follow okay. the order. That, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Might, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I. I I heard the same thing too. Like, oh, because he didn't listen to the Holy Spirit, he got put in jail. No, when you read, right. he he did not witness in Asia Minor. He went to Troas. He met with Luke, and then he went over to Macedonia. Okay. <laughs> and then well, when he yeah. got the devil out, that's when he got in trouble and was sent to jail.
2: Okay. Yeah. Now when we, I just want to backpedal just a little bit. When uh-huh. uh, where uh, Paul and Timothy. Mm -hmm. Uh, about the circumcision is it fair to say that at that point being that uh, uh, Timothy's father was a Greek and Timothy is now getting ready to get involved with Paul in terms of preaching the gospel um, that it is customary it would have been for a greater influence for Timothy right. to have been circumcised, so that while uh, because you still was dealing with people, he was trying to change and convert. So yeah. that circumcision was like a influence, an influence to to help them listen to Timothy as well. Yes. Yep.
0: Yep. 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 I emphasize that. Yep. It's like when Paul was saying, "I I become all things to all people." <laughs> it's one of them type things. So if y'all circumcised, then. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure he's circumcised too because Timothy got some work to do. Yeah, so yep. Because like I said, if they if they figured out that he was a Greek and he was an uncircumcised Greek, they would have turned him away. You know, Jews they something else. So yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, it is 10:35, and I have not hit the. Can I? Can I have five more minutes? Just five minutes. I promise. I'll, I'll wrap this up because I really want to get through. Go on. Go okay. on. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Amen. I got the okay. So um, so we're here in Thessalonica here. Let's go to chapter 17 real quick. Now um, Thessalonica is only in ten, 10 verses. It's not in two chapters, not in uh, multiple chapters like um, Galatians, It's just in 10 verses. So this is real simple. So let's start at verse one of chapter 17. It says, now they have passed through Empiphalos and Apollonia and they came to Thessalonica and where there were um, was a synagogue for the Jews. Here we go, in the synagogue. And Paul went in, and as is custom, on and on three Sabbath days, he reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead, and saying, this Jesus, whom I proclaim to you, is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Sidus, um, as did a great many of the devout Greeks and not a few of the leading leading women. But the Jews were jealous. Here they go, being jealous again, just like in Galatia, and talking um, and taking some wicked men of the rabble. They formed a mob, set the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason, seeking to bring them out of the crowd. And when they could not find him, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the city authorities, shouting, these men, who have turned the world upside down, (laughs) have come here also. And Jason has, has received them. And they are all acting against the decrees of Caesar, saying that there's another king, Jesus. And the people and the city authorities were disturbed and heard these things. And when they had taken money as security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. Verse 10, the brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went to the Jewish synagogue. Okay, so um, many scholars believe that that um, that Paul was just there for three weeks. The fact that he um, he only he was he preached there for three Sabbaths, but when you look um, in more evidence in Scripture, he was there for at least probably about two to three months. Um, one one is that uh, while he was in in Thessalonica, when you read the letter of Philippians, he thanks um, the Philippian church for sending him money while he was in Thess- Thessalonians. Okay. I mean, Thessalonica and another, another evidence is that, uh, while in, in the letter of, the, of Galatians, he told them that, um, um, that he, um, uh, uh, got a job. He was working day and night. So, um, as a tent maker, he made his own money. So, if um, so, so he got gifts from um, the Philippian church. And if he got a job, I don't think he would uh, just get a job for maybe a week or two weeks or so. Um, it, it shows that he was probably there a little bit longer. And the fact that he had to tell the. Um, Remember at Thessalonian church um, that he had his own money because they thought that Paul was there to take their money. See, there wasn't as friendly as the Philippian church. Um, they thought that this was another passerby um, uh, preacher that was coming in, preaching this message, getting their money and leaving. Paul was saying, no, I didn't need your money. I had gifts from the Philippian church. I had a job while I was there because that was the one of the accusations. Because the question was, why did Paul, you know, they they come to, to class the next day and they see that Paul is gone. And they're like, man, this jack leg, you know what I'm saying? Like, here we go again. And so he had to write to them to tell them what happened. OK, so when Paul left the city, um, he sent Timothy back to, to, to talk to them and to encourage them and to bring a, a report back to, to Paul. And that's when Paul um, heard you know, their issue that they had and began to write the letter of, of Thess- Thessalonians. OK, so let's go here real quick to the, the place and date. Um, on his second missionary journey, Paul came to Thessalonica and preached the gospel of Christ. We read that in um, Acts 17. Although a Boa church was founded then, Paul was forced out of the city by enemies of the gospel. Eventually, he journeyed to the city of Corinth and it was at Corinth that he wrote 1 Thessalonians, shortly after his arrival there. This will mean a date around AD 51 for the writing of this letter, okay? um look at the purpose first paul went to defend his own ministry there certain detractors were saying that paul was just another self-centered wandering religious teacher a second purpose in writing was to clarify the truth about the lord's return for the church there were some doctrinal and practical errors that that were beginning to emerge because of the misunderstanding of the lord's return and so they thought you know Jesus was coming back in, in their lifetime. They had loved ones go, come and go, and so they were like, "Uh, where is this Jesus at?" And so Paul had to clarify um, the the day of the Lord to them. And in the second letter of, of Thessalonians, he talks about the antichrist and that. Um, he talks about the, the lawlessness and things of that sort. So, if you want to understand rapture, you want to read First Thessalonians chapter 4 and chapter 5. Okay, because he gives us the scene, he, he paints a picture of how it's going to look like. The dead of Christ shall rise first, and those who are yet remain, and it's quickly they'll be changed, and all that. Um, that, that. It talks about that in Thessalonians. Okay. Um, so, he had to really clarify that for them. Let's see here. Um, okay, so um, definitely, um, when you get a chance, read about the city and read about the composition of the Thess- um, Thessalonian church. And let's see here. Oh, okay. Hold on. Okay, yeah. And so, um, and also read about the sections about the the, the past, present, and future ministry amongst the Thess- the 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 Thessalonians. Okay. And it, um, uh, breaks it down even more. Maybe next week I'll, I'll touch on that before I hop in Corinthians and, uh, Romans. Um, but this is a chart here that kind of breaks down, uh, first and second Thessalonians that he was talking about in first Thessalonians, the day of the Lord. And then he's talking about the day of Christ. Okay. And so, um, it was written in Corinth while he was in Corinth, he wrote, to the Thessalonian church. It was about AD 51, of course, was written by Apostle Paul. Okay, I think I'm gonna stop right here. Are there any questions? I know I kind of sped through that, but are there any questions? Um, I have a little... will oh, go ahead.
4: Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead.
3: Okay, my question has to do with more so uh, what we mentioned about Timothy... Um, being circumcised uh, uh-huh. for a Tibet. I
0: think I lost you.
3: It takes kind of to how we are today. Like there are some, you know, people or uh, cultures or um, who who won't receive from, you know, a woman. So mm-hmm. should we should we then not, you know, should we then okay, we only send men there? Um, is that like an you know, is that should should that be, you know, something that we look at, which is not what America teaches us, but you know, it just made me kind of think in that aspect, you know, to see Timothy take such a sacrifice. As an adult and Paul to basically say um, because they believe this is better for them to just receive the word is that you know even even I mean there are white churches that won't receive from black people or black people that don't receive from from white people you know is do should we stay in that bubble I guess which goes against no. everything that I feel like by the way but <laughs> just yeah
0: oh no, no because you have to understand that what Timothy and Paul was dealing with was the law they thought the law was there. Gotcha. Dealing- you know what I'm saying? The other Jews thought the law was still in effect. And right. so it's, it's all about the weight of an issue. So the circumcision has a lot of weight when it comes to, Ju- um, to Ju- you know, Judaism and the believer and the Jews. When it comes to women preachers, that's, that's a non-weighty matter because they don't understand scripture. <laughs> and so it, it, I guess it becomes a choice. Do you want to be put in a position of them rejecting you Or go to somewhere else where they will receive you. Right. That's what I was about
1: to say. Like, Why, if I know somebody, a a church needs uh, some teaching or whatever, my question is, if they have a hard time, and I'm going to switch it because Sonny loves to bring up women, Um, (laughs) but if they have a hard time receiving because I got hair on my head, you get what I'm saying? Would it be necessary for me to be like oh okay well i'm just gonna instead of me going i'm gonna send camille because i know they're going to be able to deal with her presentation you feel what i'm saying rather than arguing with them about their culture so that they can understand and maybe they'll change one day but wouldn't it just be better if if we're sending people to say i'm gonna send camille instead of away
0: and then you have to ask the question where are we even called to go there but let's so just, I- say, let's just Let's just say we are, but they need the the, the
1: the 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 truth of the teaching. I'm just saying, would it be a, a problem to say, well, if they had I know what they need, I ain't got to go. Send Camille. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like, is that a problem? And eventually, they'll get better, hopefully from great teaching. But if you encounter some of these areas, wouldn't it just be like send Camille then?
0: No, I would. I would. I
1: I would also add to
4: that, that this sounds similar to what we do sometimes, like when we go to certain churches, we say, okay, well, you know, they only wear dresses there. So women wear your dresses.
0: Right. And then I have to dress up because they're overly dressy, right. Thing is with me, I guess I'm in a different place because now I don't even go to those places yes what's, what's the point if you all not going to accept what how i look and what i have on and y'all think that that's a weighty matter that you won't uh, receive the word of jesus christ for me that i don't need to be there because it's not a weighty matter when it comes to scripture i think it i think it's a twofold
2: right here because uh-huh. And, uh, on one on one uh, uh, end of the spectrum, if it's dealing with a dress issue, as Paul said, I do whatever to be all things to all men. And I know that your house or your order or whatever, your culture, whatever it is, has a dress requirement. And then the, my heart is to get that word out. I, that wouldn't be a problem with me. But then to, on the other end of the spectrum, like Paul said, they would not receive him. So what did he do? He kicked the dust off his feet and kept on going. Because if people right, are not right. going to receive you, you cannot force it. No matter whether uh, 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 mm-hmm. you, you know, if 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 they don't, if they're not going to receive the message or receive you because the message. Then there's nothing else to do but just kick the dust off and keep on going. Holy Spirit has to make that change. But I think it's a tool, exactly. we're doing two different things on two on two ends of the spectrum. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. And I I totally agree. And so that's why we have to really make sure that we are being led of the Holy Spirit. There was a reason why Paul could not go to the Asia Minor at that time to preach. We're not told why, but the Holy Spirit knew like, no, you don't need to be going there right now. (laughs) Right, right, right. We don't know what kind of issues they had there. They probably would have killed Paul before his time. We don't know. And so we have to make sure that we are led of the Spirit. This is the one thing that I, that I struggle with today when it comes to uh, teaching opportunities. People want me to come teach these things, but when I looked at their belief system and what they're, what they're teaching us, no, absolutely not. I can't. I can't do it. I'm sorry. Because I know that it won't be received um, in, a, in, a, in, the, in the right manner or whatnot. And so we have to really make sure that we're being led of the Lord and not just jump at any opportunity that comes to us. Because the devil will present opportunities too to destroy us. And so we have to really use discernment when it comes to that. When it comes to the women issue, they're just ignorant. They just don't know scripture. They don't know that in the, in the Corinth, when Paul told them not to preach, that there was a, uh, a, a temple up the street of uh, goddess of Diana and, and what led wow. the temple was women. And the women uh, were, were being saved and coming into the, the, the church and trying to rule in that manner. And that that word got back to Paul. So that's why Paul told them, don't let them teach. So we don't don't know the background situation that led to Paul to say that. And then he went on to say, because of the law. So that means he was talking to Jews about this issue. We have to understand, (laughs) if we don't understand scripture like that, then we're gonna always end up being in error in this manner. And so-
2: we are now, even where we are now, where, uh, because, uh, we, we, enough groundwork that has been laid yeah. to see what's happened of uh, uh, those days and, and, and those, you know, so even where we are now, we are even in a greater place to where, as you were saying, if the Holy Spirit and he is, is the one who is supposed to lead and guide and direct, then our wisdom and counsel needs to come from him, even for a preaching assignment. Just because someone asks you to come and preach don't mean, God, that's an assignment God wants you to take on. Right,
0: right, yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say something and I, I lost my, um, my my train of thought. I'm Sorry. Listening. No, no, no. Because it was something that you said that triggered that triggered a thought. Um, yeah, I can't even remember now. <laughs> the Holy Spirit must have directed that out of my mind. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, so we just, you have to use discernment. The, the Holy Spirit will definitely lead and guide. Up, that's what I was going to say. Uh, lead, he was definitely going, going to lead and guide us. And the problem is that um, in churches, there aren't any true teachers. And so no one knows this, this stuff because we've watered down the teaching, the teaching calling or te- the teaching um, gift to just volunteers and those who ain't called to teach. And so now how we get our. If you wanna teach the youth, you just pull in just random volunteers instead of those who are being called to, to teach to the youth. Oh Lord, I'm about to get on my soapbox, that's it. Um, any other uh, questions and concerns? Alrighty. Um, okay.
5: I me- did wanna make a comment. I think yeah. it, this is wonderful because it's very important uh, that we study the way that we're studying Um, and because people have a tendency of taking scripture and using it to their advantage. So they might one scripture, but then they don't finish reading the chapter or they don't know how to do the Bible studies like you're doing. And and Mm -hmm. so they just, well, the Bible says and such and such and and so-and-so that, you know, blah, 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 to, to, you know, justify the Mm -hmm. way they're thinking but they're not complete right the bible they're not reading all and then taking the other chapters into consideration so i i think this is very
0: yeah yep i I totally agree because people back up when they start quoting scripture (laughs) me i i i lean forward (laughs) because i want to know what what you what you're quoting Uh, because a lot of the time uh you have to look at the audience in which uh that's that scripture was you know um that scripture was um being said you gotta look at the historical situation because we quote things as a sound good and all that stuff but we don't do the proper work so yes miss renee yep thank you so much for that comment any other questions or comments that's been my struggle with uh
1: with new people that i meet um That's been my struggle because we are, we, as you said, you lean forward. Like when they start quoting scriptures in my mind, even if I don't remember, I start pulling up notes and, and my books and getting an understanding of the audience. And then I'm like, oh shoot, that don't make sense anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, so then I begin because I'm never disrespectful or trying to tell somebody they don't know nothing. Right. i did this way at this point everybody know more than me all right so i'm going now i'm going well now i have questions and so people mm-hmm. have gotten good at quoting one line scriptures and then throwing something from colossians mixing it with ephesians and then turn around and mix it with exodus and you're like now wait how do we formulate <laughs> that and i'm like now i understand how we got on a crazy foundation is because we did not take the time to understand. And now I appreciate, I didn't appreciate it then, but I appreciate my upbringing. That was just like, you know, it was just simple things like figure out the person, place, and thing. What in the world is happening in Mm -hmm. this text? Read the chapters before it. And it's simple now, because now we, you know, we done got into hermeneutics and all this kind of stuff. You know, we got all these Bible study methods, but it was just the simple things then read the chapters before who is the Arthur and all these kind of things that, that now in my life makes such a big difference when I'm reading the scripture. So when I ask people, I'm trying to go, and then I hate the fact that once people get lost and they say, no, you're not, you're just not receiving the deeper things. You got to become more spiritual. And I'm going, this is spiritual. Don't throw me out there and tell me now I got to become more spiritual because the scripture references aren't justifying your point you know what i mean yeah
0: and like, that's why god bless
1: you have a good day right because that's spiritual What you mean?
0: it's not arguing um tammy go ahead
3: oh sorry i was just gonna say that like um it's so important learning the context like um I think like Pastor was saying, just the background of everything. But then also just like we studied today, they skip over the point, like the point Sunny was making about women, but they skip over the point that he stopped and Lydia had a whole church Listen, of women. A whole- Nobody <laughs> breaks that up. <laughs> Nobody, you don't hear about that. <laughs> you don't.
0: Because they, they don't read.
3: I mean, the they don't talk right about Julia. They don't talk about none of that.
0: So, yeah, no. Nope. Nope. And at the Church of Galatia, they had leading women too. Yeah. It when you read acts they had women too. And
1: then when we was reading, <laughs> when we was studying the, the the life of Christ, it talked about how women
0: financed his ministry. They had the money. John Mark, <laughs> <Momma> <laughs> was the place well, said, that they other, yeah. father <laughs> John Mark, Mama had money too. Right. Go ahead, Sonny. <laughs> even even um Elder Camelia, even like in the old
2: testament with the daughters, daughters of Zalefaad, the way they literally changed how uh how a father, if he had daughters before then, it just mm-hmm. went to the uncle. And the daughters was like, No, this is our stuff. You know what I'm saying? So like, like even yeah. the people were
4: like, Oh, you know, old testament, I'm like, No, the daughters of Zalefa were there and they definitely right. changed the way that they- did that
0: but we skip over that yep and, and the fact and another thing is they don't realize that Israel had a um, queen before David there was a queen we don't know that and also there was a woman prophet that they went to There's Anna Anagelis so What? what <laughs> we cherry pick you know what I'm saying And if you really think about it,
1: if you think about it, in our modern day church, they have already done studies that is already showing that the church is surviving because the majority of it is women, period. And as a whole, when they look at the church as a whole, they have already done studies to be saying that 60 to 80% of the church is full of women. And they are carrying the church in so many areas and finances. I'm just saying. Thank God. (laughs) Thank God for the women of the Revival Center. Hello. Hello. Hallelujah.
5: Amen. (laughs) Don't get me started. Hello.
0: (laughs) Listen. Yes. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Any other questions or comments? A good discussion. That's the can chat you, part. Can you do, a,
4: can you do an elective, uh, elective, class on women of the Bible? <laughs> eventually,
0: the we, we eventually we'll. <laughs> yeah, eventually we'll get to that point. So yeah, yep. Yeah, good stuff. In
2: the meantime,
4: the women's ministry has been going through um, a series of books uh
2: knew
4: that was coming amen amen women of the word so we've been studying uh, (laughs) a a series of books that are focused on women in the bible uh the prophetess and judge deborah um hannah ruth so we're you know there are a lot of things we can learn by studying the women of the bible amen that's all i got
0: Amen. Thank you for your plug. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Right. Thank you, Jesus. Uh-huh. So, all right. So um, a good chat. Um, good class. Let's uh, if any, if in, uh if anybody else have anything, if not, Y'all,
2: I'll just, just go wanna, ahead. I just want to add this one thing. We was talking about women of the Bible, and we are in we are still in the Bible, if you will, in this present day. So there are still women of the bible even right now we're all we're all on here
0: <laughs> oh god belong belonging to jesus christ yes yes there are women who who belong to jesus christ even on on this call yep 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 mm-hmm. all right let's go ahead and close out there father god we thank you for your for your love we thank you for your kindness we thank you for galatians 2 and um galatians 3 and 28 they said there's no Jew, no Greek, <laughs> no Gentile, no male, no female for we're all one in the body of Christ. And so, God, we thank you, God, that your word is uh, available to us, God, that we're able to research these things and able to understand um, uh, how the church was started and how. Uh, much persecution and problems Paul had, but he still endured. So even as today, as we're facing um, persecution um, based on who we are and based of our beliefs, and and you, Father, that you will give us the strength and to and the uh, power to endure, and to keep on pressing on, Father. So I pray for those who may feel discouraged. I pray for those who may feel helpless, Father. And I pray that they're able to continue to um, read their word, God, and that the Holy Spirit will come in and to illuminate um, the word and allow um, the Holy Spirit to comfort them um, in the time of need, Father. So God, we lift you up and we bless you. We give you all the praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all.